Welcome to week two of our Mock Newberry Book Club here at Ed White East STEM. We've got our group of fifth graders, and I am Mrs. Brown, the school librarian, and we have our co-host. I'm Christine Sweeney, fifth grade ELA. And we've got our fifth graders. If you want to just say your name real quick, and then we'll get started. Sarah. Mia. Okay, so we're going to start up again. We're a book club where we just meet each week and discuss books we think are going to win the highest book award that there is for children, the Newbery Award. So um, I'll start with the first question and we'll get started. So the first question is, which book has the most memorable um, setting? Describe the setting of that book. Who wants to start? Okay, so the setting in this book is mainly um, in the backyard or in the neighborhood. There's a couple of kid. There's a bunch of a bunch of kids who are. Hey, Sarah, can you tell us real quick what book title. are you talking about? Oh, I'm reading *The Cardboard Kingdom* by Chad Self. Okay. And so, this group of kids they meet up in the backyard, or they'll pull out play out in the street. So basically that's pretty much where they're all, they always are. So that's kind of a memorable um, setting. Okay. So I think there's something magical about just that backyard and the cardboard and you just go out and make a fort and play. And so I, I completely see what you're saying. Does anybody else want to add on to that or talk about their setting? You want, you want to add on to that, Luna? Um, so I have a same book as Sarah does, and um, I agree with her. And there's some parts where they're also in their house, like talking to their parents or so. But mo mostly, mostly they're always in the backyard, and like they're playing their games and having fun, and they're always meeting new people, joining their game and stuff. So, yeah. I think it's really cool the way in Cardboard Kingdom how they always include and they let people in, even though they're, they, everybody has their own issues and whatnot, but everybody can join in. So it's really cool. Okay, who wants to talk about another book? Okay, what book are you going to talk about? I'd like to talk about the Parker Inheritance. Parker Inheritance. Here we go. I'm going to add on to Crystal's that I think that we have a few books on our list that have small town settings. And whether it be one small town or another, the setting of this just the small town makes it memorable because a lot of, in a small town, everybody knows everybody. Everybody grew up with everybody. In Mason Butel, the people know him. They know his history. 
in um, just like Jackie, the people know them, they know, and everybody knows each other. And I think that leads you to remembering the story a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So do you think this book, and I think this book, Parker Inheritance, if you haven't read Parker Inheritance, you're missing out. This is a fab, this is a fabulous book. But my question is, when you're reading it, do you feel like it's there's a whole separate, there's a real town that exists, like it's a whole world, a place that you could actually travel to? What do you think, Crystal? I think so. I think so, too. You can envision this being in a small town in the south easily. I mean, yeah, I feel like I can get a plane ticket for this town and go and have a vacation there. That's how well this setting is set up and laid out. Who else wants to go and talk about their book? Something different? Go ahead. Um, I would like to talk about the book Amal and Bond. And um, uh, the memorable setting in the book is a little village where the main character lives and that's memorable because she has a lot of memories there and it seems really like in the way she describes it it's just like you know beautiful so. does it make you feel like you're there yeah 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 so what is it in the setting that you enjoy so much as far as the place i mean can you give us just a taste of you know the setting a I, sense of it uh, her house and where her dad grows crops and those places where she goes. Okay. It also talks about a market. Mm -hmm. You know, an open air market, not like a grocery store, but you can you can see the stalls set up, the people kind of going around. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I was gonna. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mrs. Brown has a set. <laughs> her favorite setting, and it's tough. Because, you know, like you were saying, there's some really good books with a uh, great setting, you know. Because I, I really enjoy Ghost Boys and the way they, they use the past and the, and the present and, and different places and setting it up. I think that uh, Rhodes does a really good job of, of setting that up. Um, and then there's The Journey of Little Charlie. And then even the book that I enjoyed this week... Um, the Jacqueline Woodson book I ended up reading. Harbor Me. Yeah, mm -hmm. Harbor Me. And so, I mean, it's a, basically a classroom, but by the end of the book, I really felt like I could walk into this class and I, I, I can picture it and I, I know what it would be like because she described it so well. But I think the one book where, you know, it's so different and I felt like I was transported to another place, I would say The Book of Boy. Um, this takes place during the Middle Ages, and it just takes place in a time that's so different from anything that I would ever um, know or could visit. I couldn't visit a place like this, and so I really felt transported when I, I read this book. So, Good. Okay. Our second question is, talk about a memorable character from one of the books you've read. So, who's a memorable character? I like uh, Brandon in the Parker Inheritance. He just seems like he would be a cool little friend. He holds you he holds you accountable. He doesn't let you get away. If you were told you were going to do something, he's going to hold it and 
even though he's got a secret to tell and he wants to enlighten um, the, his friend, he doesn't because he goes, you need to finish the Westing game before I'll tell you about this. So I think he would be kind of a really cool friend to have. He's got your back, but then he's also holding you accountable. He also kind of reminds me of you a little bit, this <laughs> He reminds me of you a little bit because, like uh, she was saying, um, he's like right on top of everything. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to give you a minute to think about it. And then when you think about it, come back and talk to me. And so I, I think that's pretty, very similar to my, my friend, Christine Sweeney. <laughs> So, what do y'all think? Um, Luna? In the Cardboard Kingdom, the sorceress really stands out to me because um, he he's uh, dressing up like a girl, but he's a boy. And he still doesn't let that, s like, when somebody found, finds out that. At first, he's a little bit down and feels embarrassed, but then he, like, kind of gets up, and then he just shows his true colors and he doesn't care about it so it, as long as he's having fun he's just he, he doesn't care that's that pretty, so that's good pretty awesome huh yeah okay anyone else as far as memorable character go ahead So, um, another character that I think is memorable in the Cardboard Kingdom is the Banshee. So, the Banshee is a girl who likes to be loud and rough, but her grandma wants her to be, like, all proper and wants her to act like a, like a normal girl. Who would, she wants her to be quiet, she wants her not to go run around and get dirty. At first, she, um, she definitely, the Banshee definitely feels very sad um, because she's like well I don't want to do that but her grandma's being so hard on her that um, she doesn't want to disappoint her grandma but then her mom comes in and talks to her about a bunch of about um, that it's going to be okay you can be loud you can be dirty um, and then she um, lets it not bother her and she goes back out and um, Place with the friends and yeah. yeah. Okay, Mia. I think um, in Amal and Bond, Amal is a very memorable character because she, the way she thinks is um, you know, very like you could like actually feel like you're there, mm -hmm. and then the way she acts. And uh, she's very kind and, you know, nice. Okay. I think I'm going to vote for this week, um, as far as memorable character that stood out, uh, Mia Tang and from 
front desk. I thought she was a very strong character and I thought she was memorable and someone I would like to know. Um, she has a world of problems, but she doesn't let it show and she does a really good job of coping and then striving um, to change her situation and she does a really good job of it. And so uh, Front Desk is another good book that I, I would really recommend. I think most, um, most everyone would enjoy this book. Okay, so um, the next question is the book you read this week. Let's all think about the book we read this week. The book we read this week, let's compare it to something such as another book, a movie, a fruit, explain why you make you're making the uh, comparison okay uh, Luna would you like to go first mm -hmm. um, this book for some reason reminds me of like a Marvel comic book because um, they're not actually superheroes but they sort of remind me like they're pretending to be the superheroes but with their own unique powers that they like doing so, and it's a comics a little bit, so kind of also reminds me of Marvel and stuff. So, yeah. And I really think when you look at that book, when you look at the, the illustrations, I, I see what you're saying. I can see a little Marvel influence. You can see a little Hulk. Yeah, a little bit of yeah. that. Okay. Who'd like to go next? The book that I read this week was um, Harbor Me by Jacqueline Woodson. And the one that I that I would compare it to the Breakfast Club, mm -hmm. a group of kids that yes they're in class together but they're not really friends. They know each other but they're not they're they're not all a tight group. And they go every Friday for an hour or for the end at the end of school till school is over to it's called the room where they just talk. And they have to talk and they find out about each other's lives and they. They uh, empathize with each other. They might not be living the same life, but they, they bond in this room. And that's why y'all don't know the, the Breakfast Club is yeah. a way back in the 80s movies. Long so well before y'all were born. Back in the 80s. <laughs> but it, that's what it reminds me of. I see that connection. And, you know, I read that book as well this week, and I would have to compare it a lot it reminded me of because I just read this not too long ago the stars beneath our feet um, you know it's, it's kind of a, a book where they're trying to figure out who they are where they are what what their place in the world and the same kind of issues are um, in this book as well the stars beneath their feet so um, I enjoyed both of them I think they're both you know very nice books Mia I would like to compare the book The Wild Robot Escapes to Amal and Bond because um, the uh, Amal and Bond it was like uh, like slaves. So is Wild Robot Escapes because the robot in the story Roz gets pulled away from um, after getting like gets sold away to a farm that needs help of her, and uh, so. In a similar way, so does on um, all. Okay. Good connection. Yeah, it's a nice little connection. Okay, what's the next? Sarah? Okay. 
Okay, so the next question, I think, Ms. Sweeney, that's your last question. What book are you excited to read next on the list? Ooh, this is before our two-week break. So we, so what do y'all want to do? Do you want to read two books before we meet again? Since we're going to take a two-week vacation? Okay, okay. So if you want to list out two books, you can. Okay, I'm going to start with, I'm going to start right here with Mia. I want to read The Parker Inheritance and um, Cardboard Good. and Cardboard can Kingdom. Okay, Sarah? I want to read The Parker Inheritance and Front Desk because they both seem very interesting because um, of what everybody said about them. Okay, and Mia? Oh, I'm sorry, Mia already went. <laughs> How about Luna? Um, I like to read uh, Amelia Pond because um, from what Mia was saying, I like the idea of it and I like how she would explain very detailedly. <laughs> I would also like to read The Book of Boy. The Book of Boy, okay. Okay, what are your two, Crystal? I would like to read The Cardboard Kingdom okay. and Harbor Me. Okay, and Harbor Me, okay. And I think Crystal plane? can have three because she'll run through that Cardboard Kingdom. Too. Oh, yeah. So you probably... Just like Jackie. Just like Jackie. Don't like that one. Um, well, I've only got a couple. I need to read The Stars Beneath Our Feet. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And then I need someone to turn in Rebound. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll have to check on that <laughs> one to see who has that. Okay, so um, let's, oh, let me think about what I want to do. I don't know. Hmm. No, I still need to read this Mason Butyl. And no one's picked up Night Diary yet. So we, we probably need to pick this up. I've read that one. Did it's, you like this one? It's a little bit, um, you have to get into it. Okay. So I mean, out of this, which ones are the super, super page, page turner, turners? I think you'll like. I've um, read everything in this basket. And then. Um, do Betty before X. I mean, it's not as. Um, yeah, okay. I'll do that. Do that one. Okay. All right, that concludes. Yeah, you have to get into the book of boy. You have to get into it a little bit, and then oh, once you, you get do. in it, oh boy, you're going to be so glad so you stuck good. through it. But it took me to about page seventy-five to really. Yeah, you turn don't the page. don't give it up. You've got it's worth the wait. The treasure yeah. is worth the wait. Okay, that concludes our second podcast, and we will reconvene in two weeks. Welcome to the next edition of our Mock Newberry Book Club. And today we've got a special guest here, um, our assistant principal, Ms. Torres Sanchez. Welcome to our podcast today. Hello, and I'm so excited to be part of this podcast today. And I'm, I'm really excited to learn lots of things about uh, different books today. Yay, we're thrilled to have you here. And again, my name is Mrs. Brown. I'm the school librarian here at Ed White East Dem Elementary. And my co-host um, is... Mrs. Wayne, fifth grade. Okay, so are y'all ready to get started? Woo! Okay. All right, so question one. Um, 
what was your favorite sentence from the last book you read? And of course, tell us why it's your favorite sentence. And um, don't forget to tell us the name of the book. Okay, Mia, would you like to go first? Um, my favorite sentence is from the book Amal and Bond. And um, it's where she says life is full of first things. And it's it just, the reason why it's my favorite sentence is, is because it's a it's a welcome <coughs> feeling, uh, and um, I agreed with it. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, Crystal, would you like to share your favorite sentence and explain why? Okay, and that just spoke to you as far as being a really important issue. That's very perceptive of Mm -hmm. of you to pick up on that. Okay, Um, Louisiana, would you like to go next? So what do you learn from that to get back on your, what is, what is she to, to saying? After something happens, don't like give up or just like fall down. You need to get back up and try again. That's good. I think that's one of life's important lessons. If there's one thing to learn, it's that one. That's good. Sarah. a powerful sentence Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay and Luna so I like the sentence what is he doing did he think I was a beggar that um, that everything was for sale so this is from the book um, Amal Unbound and I really liked it because it just shows her like some of her characteristics like how she's not afraid she just say something when her mind just wants to say it. And the lesson there, I think, is that um, sometimes when you say things out, it can be good or bad because what happens after she says that is pretty sad for her and her family. Mm. Wow. Mm. That's pretty, very deep. I'm 
glad you picked up the lesson. Very nice. Okay, and Miss Sweeney. I really can't pick a favorite one. My, the book that I'm drawn to right now is Just Like Jackie, but um, it's about the little girl that she doesn't know a lot about her family, and so mm -hmm. she's like, she doesn't know, she doesn't know what's in her core, so she passes on the talking stick, and she goes, there's definitely not sweetness in Alex's core, and not mine either. I don't know what my core is made of, except maybe Grandpa's one quarter, but it's not all syrupy sweet, that's for sure. It's not like the center of a perfect sugar maple. It's like tight, like a knotted piece of firewood, gnarled and hard to chop through. Ew. So she's got she's to work through issues to try and be better so that her grandfather, she doesn't lose her grandfather. Mm. And so it's like she knows that she has to, and she knows it's going to be hard for her to do that. Sounds like a really good book. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to look mm -hmm. at Just Like Jackie. I would say my favorite sentence from my recent book uh, that I read was, The Truth is Told by Mason Buttle. And I think that's probably got to be really hard to go around with the last name Buttle because the, the kids in town, they, they tease him relentlessly for his last name. And he, um, he has a reading problem and life is hard. Um, but he overcomes it. Um, he's, he's very attuned to other people's emotions and, and other people's feelings. And so he's very smart when it comes to, to that. And so I like this sentence most of all. The last sentence in the book, knowing what you love is smart. And I think that's one of life's deepest lessons I mean if you could really just do what you love and know what you love that you're just better off for it because I think a lot of times you know we tend to do things for this reason or that reason but we neglect to do some things that we we love so that was my favorite okay question two Oh, I'm so oh, sorry, no, Miss okay. Torres. I'm gonna do Ms. mine Torres too. Miss Torres, yeah. go right ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the favorite sentence from my, the book that I read was "Rebound" by Kwame Alexander. I read that over the Christmas break, and it was really, really good. And the sentence that I picked was, "You put the wrong people on your team, and you're gonna lose every time, whether you mean it, mean to or not." I think this is very strong in this story because <clears throat> the main character, Chuck was nicknamed by his grandfather goes through a lot of trying to figure out who's good for him and who's not good for him friend wise and what in some experiences that he goes through he learns and that kind of coincides with the basketball theme in the book too so making sure you pick the right people for your team that's good for your soul good for you as a person so that was a strong sentence I think in, in that story so wow that's yeah. really good I can't wait to look at that book rebound um, so question two, let's take a look. Um, so we have here, uh, talk about the book that has a strong theme or lesson. What book has the strong theme or lesson? Okay, and this can be any of the books that we've read so far on our whole list. Sarah, would you like to go first? So, um, Ghost Boys, it, it has a strong theme about him going back back and forth about before he was before he got shot and after and it doesn't jump around through it, do, it has one 
strong theme. Um, and it's interesting to see how, bef- how, he, how he was before he died and then how he was after he died. So. Okay. That was a really powerful book. Um, I just have to ask, as a fifth grader, what, what age do you think is most appropriate for Ghost Boys, just in your opinion? You know. Probably fifth grade. You think fifth grade? Okay. What do the rest of you think? I think fifth grade. Fourth or fifth, yeah. I have a fourth grader. I'm thinking about letting him read that. Um, so, Crystal, would you like to uh, talk about your book with a strong theme or strong lesson? I think it was Esteban. It's yeah. been a while since I've read that. Um, Esteban, uh, he, he, um, his father got, they moved here from a different country, just like some of the other kids in the class, and his father got captured, and they think he got captured and deported. And so it, it was a really strong feeling to see him have go through all his struggles. Okay. Yeah. I think an important point on that book of what um, Crystal is talking about is that these kids, when they were put in that group, were not were not friends. They were just classmates, and they they would have like I mean they're, they're they would kind of be mean to each other, but not really mean, but just kind of like short with each other because they they didn't know each other. But then when he would come and look sad they started to empathize with him they started to feel what he was feeling and they started to care Mm -hmm. about each other it was a a bonding experience that that they learned in that room i thought it was a modern day breakfast club yeah it's very Hmm. much like a modern day breakfast club Hmm. they were like forced to go in there it's kind of like the same i'm going to jump in off of hers Mm -hmm. with just like jackie um the little girl, Robinson, is had decided to pop one, a bully, and they get put into a counseling group, and they have to talk, and that's where she's like, can't do pass, pass, I'm not going to do this. But in the end, they start to realize what everybody else is feeling, and they start to understand that the reason he's doing that is because of this, that they're, they're acting the way they are because of what happens in their lives, and they start to kind of care about each other. Yeah. So it's a good tie. And I think to tie into those two books, same thing, uh, Can I Touch Your Hair? Um, as far as being a book with a strong theme or lesson, um, it's about two uh, kids in a class, and they're put together um, as a pair um, to work as a group. And so they're not friends. 
um, but they they learn at the end of the day that they're they're human and they have more things that are alike than their differences. Mm-hmm. Um, one is black and one is white, and um, it's it's just a, a really good book. And um, it talks about, in fact, that's not the whole title. The whole title is "Can I Touch Your Hair: Poems of Race, Mistakes, and Friendships." And at the end of the day, there's a strong friendship that's built. It's showing that you don't have to be just like everybody. Right. Yep. Louisiana. And, you know, I'm actually I'm enjoying that book right now. And I think the strongest thing that book has about it is its voice and the, the memorable way that they talk. Um, the one that st- stands out in my head is uh, when Louisiana, she's in this hotel, and it's got this crazy little name. And so um, the granddaughter of Louisiana, she's about to go and sing at a funeral. So then they have enough money to stay at the hotel the next night. And the grandmother, she's sitting there sleeping in bed because she had all of her teeth yanked out because they were all rotten. And so all of this happened on this crazy road trip, all just out of the blue. And so um, the voice in that book, it's, it's so strong and very unforgetful. So did you want okay. to talk about... Okay, so theme with well, I, the book that I read was Rebound. I think about um, the title itself, Rebound, and you know, of course basketball is kind of throughout the story, but rebounding, Chuck is trying to rebound, which is the main character in the story, from his uh, father's death. His father had died the previous summer before, and so all of these things he's going through in life, trying to rebound through grief and then still having to deal with finding who he is and then also dealing with a new relationship he's gotten with his grandfather and grandmother all these things he's rebounding from 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 the death and all the things he's going through so that wow. rebound you know the title itself so wow yeah. that's really deep um let's see I, it is uh, about time um so i'm going to wrap up our uh, podcast for today and please stay tuned because we're coming up on the big announcement of the uh, Newberry Award coming out on January 28th. So before that, we're going to reveal to you the book we think, the book we guess that's going to win. Woo! Thank you.